Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerrell, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And today, as usual, we have a wonderful guest. Karen Brailsford is here today, and she has a really cool book. It's called Sacred Landscapes of the Soul. Now, if you're watching me on YouTube, I'm holding it up, and we're going to talk to her in a few minutes. This is really cool. This is aligning with the divine wherever you are, and this has come out at a perfect time, I will say that, um, with everything that's going on with humanity. But hey, you guys, sit back and relax, and you know how I do it. Let's talk about what's happening in humanity today. And so I went online, as I usually do, and I pulled up what's happening. Now, the cool thing is, I usually do positive and negative, but they're both positive today. It says, Congress passes a massive COVID relief bill to provide direct aid to struggling Americans. And this is a big deal because uh, we've been kind of waiting for this. And it says that the legislation easily passed in the House 359 to 53 before breezing through the Senate shortly before midnight in a 20 or I'm sorry, in a 92 to six vote. So this agreement includes just so you guys know what's going to happen here. We get up to $600 per person for individual earnings of $75,000 per year and married couples who earn up to $150,000 um, will get $600 more for each dependent under uh, for children living 18 years uh, or under in your household. So this is something that I think people have been waiting for and will help. And I think it's a really um, cool thing. So there you have that. Now, I pulled this up and this was really cool. Hundreds of neighbors surprised the UPS driver at an emotional thank you. This happened on December 20th and I pulled this up and I had to share it with you guys. So a UPS driver went above and beyond this year, delivering nearly 200 packages a day through lockdowns and the flurry of the holiday season. So this week, check this out, hundreds of neighbors came out to give him a hero salute. So um, Anthony Gaskin, he's a UPS driver in Chesterfield County, Virginia. He um, He's continued working through the COVID and the neighbors just thought it was so great that they all brought out signs and the guy was so emotional. I mean, they came on bikes, they came on foot. I guess there were 75 cars and he was just, you know, to thank this guy because they said he's a humble man and he needed to be coaxed, but eventually he slowed down his truck and why the children and adults had up signs and screamed his name and honked horns. And I just think that's really cool. Um, he obviously was very touched by the whole situation. So they just said he was just an asset to the neighborhood. So that's our good uh, news for humanity today. So today we've got Karen Brailsford here today. And you guys, she's a really interesting person. She has worked on the staff at Newsweek, at Elle, at People in Touch and E! Entertainment. Uh, her writing has also appeared in the New York Times Book Review. Black Enterprise Interview and other publications. She's the mother of the actress Amanda Stenberg, and she's acted as her 
de facto manager for years, employing the expertise she gleaned from interviewing Hollywood celebrities. She's covered Fashion Week, she's negotiated with publicists, and Brailsford is a licensed spiritual practitioner at Hi, I've got my little dog in here all of a sudden <laughs> at the Agape International Spiritual Center in Los Angeles. So we are so thrilled to have you here today. Welcome, Karen. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here, Nancy. Thanks for coming. Hey, I checked this book out and I'm just going to say this was amazing. I mean, tell me your story. How did you come up with these? I mean, these had to be divinely guided. I mean, what's your story? Tell the audience, you know, what, you know, how did this come, you know, into play here? Mm, thank you so much. Yes. Well, um, the book consists of uh, 111 passages and indeed they were divinely inspired as you, as you noted. Um, many of them I wrote over the course of uh, some years. Um, they would come through me. I, um, contributed a couple, some of the pieces to my spiritual centers, Agape, um, in Los Angeles, to their magazine called um, Inner Visions. And Inner Visions is a is a periodical that is written by the ministers and the practitioners at Agape. So these pieces would come through me, and I steadily wrote them. And then I had the idea to bind them together to present them as a cohesive work. Um, and it was such a joy to do that because what I had to do was take some of these pieces that I had written over time and somehow shape them into a narrative that someone such as yourself might enjoy. And so what I did was, was that I came up with this idea or spirit came up with this idea through me of landscapes, the idea that we journey through life and encounter and experience uh, different landscapes and the landscapes include um, such landscapes as the forest where we're feeling confined and constricted, mm -hmm. the plateau where we stagnate, um, and then the uh, landscapes of gestation, which is the second terrain in the book in which we might feel we are in the garden and we're just very fruitful and we're multiplying, we're creating right. and we're dynamic. And then finally, the um, landscapes of expansion which include the ocean, the mountaintop, and vastness, in which we are just aware of, one, how we're so um, immersed in this presence, that right. we're one with everything, one with all of life, mm -hmm. and that finally, that we can just, that we're so expansive, that we are it, we're the thing itself, we're life itself, we're love itself, we're God itself, right. that we're I just, agree. we're not just the microcosm of it, but we are all of it dynamically um, revealing, revealing this powerful presence that I like to call love and source and, um, and uh, infinite intelligence and beauty. And so there's this real inherent sense of oneness. And so the pieces are, um, the pieces are inspiring. Each one begins with an epigraph or a famous, sometimes famous, sometimes not so famous person who's uh, has this really beautiful quotation. And then each uh, piece concludes with what I call peak speak which is an affirmation. It's an empowering word that you can speak. Um, as I advise, speak aloud and speak so you can speak whatever it is that you want into existence. Right. Well, you know, and I just want to rewind a little bit. Um, these 
I just want to tell the audience this, these um, inspirational, these are daily inspirationals. Okay. First of all, let me back up and say 111 numbers mean something to me. So when you said 111, that hit me really hard because um, that's a spiritual sign. So first of all, I thought that was really cool, but these are amazing. And these came to you and I just want to understand are you religious? Did you grow up in the church? I mean, do you meditate? Talk to me about, and I'm really connected to God. So I just want to find out, I guess I'm really interested. You, you know, these have been coming to you for a long time. When did it start? Mm -hmm. Tell me your story. How did this mm -hmm. happen? You know what I mean? Well, to answer your question, you said, do I meditate? You know, am I spiritual? All of yeah. the above. Okay, cool. <laughs> and um, I write a little bit of I write a little bit about this in the introduction to the piece, my spiritual journey. So I grew up um, in the Bronx, the South Bronx, exactly, okay. um, um, attending a Baptist church, um, a small Baptist church. And so I was always aware because of my mother and her deep connection to God that there was something really powerful and that this thing was real. Yeah. I always knew it was real. And From so the time you were a little I am even as a little kid, I knew that because I had witnessed so many miraculous things. I had seen my own mother, who was a very um, dynamic. She uh, made her transition in 1997. But my mother was someone who was very um, sophisticated. Um, she was very graceful and elegant and, and funny. Um, and she never would have wanted to end up splayed on a on a church floor speaking in tongues per se and I saw that happen I actually saw that happen so I was always aware that there was something powerful that one could not have control of and that it could take over your life mm -hmm. and so um interesting time of year right now because this is when we people uh set intentions or resolutions. So as a kid, I would always have at the top of my list um, to be closer to God. Oh and so goodness. I wanted to feel that presence or I wanted to just feel that this thing was real for myself. That's amazing, by the way. I just want to say that. Karen. Yeah, I, I mean, that's amazing that as a child that you would, so I, so I, yeah, that you would aspire for. Yeah. Something. So I just, mm, yeah. Exactly. So I wanted to do that. And so I went on my own journey. Um, I attended a church. I went to Yale and there's a church there called Black Church at Yale. And so it had the same um, gospel roots and feelings um, of the church that I grew up in in the Bronx. And then um, nice. not until I actually moved to Los Angeles and um, attended, walked through the doors of Agape, um, after an acupuncturist, yes, I moved to Los Angeles, very LA. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I, was, I was seeing an acupuncturist and while I was on her table, okay. she put these needles in me and I had this experience that was in alignment, the same as the experience that I had witnessed in my Baptist church. She moved the energy. Speaking with yeah, the, she moved exactly. the energy when she, because I've had, I'm throwing this out there for the audience because when you have acupuncture, yes, it moves mm -hmm. the energy, right? Cool. Exactly. But I had no expectation that this was going to happen. I just thought, okay, I'm there for this medical reason. Um, and I wanted to shrink my, I had these fibroid tumors. And I want to shrink them naturally. So I had no idea that that's what an acupuncturist does. And so as soon as she put the needles and I felt this rush, this gushing, and I started to um, speak this language I didn't understand. I also started to um, sing and I sang these songs that I had um, grown up hearing 
in my Baptist church. And then I actually sang as a child on the, um, the Sunbeam Choir, it was called. And so I realized there's this connection between energy and what I had witnessed as a kid. I have not really delved too much into seeing, and there's a lot written about this and how, you know, what happens when you quote unquote catch the spirit. But that's what happened to me on the acupuncturist table. And so I turned to her and I said, so do you work with spirit? <laughs> and, so she, and she said, she said, oh, you know, um, yeah, I do. And then she meant, I said, well, I've been feeling that I need to find a spiritual center. Like I need to find a church. Right. And actually at the time I'd had three car accidents. Granted, I was a new driver from Los Angeles, but the third accident oh. was so strange. And when I got out of the car, this um, elderly gentleman hit me. When I got out of the car, people were standing around. They were like, um, that was really strange. It was almost as if he was meant to hit you. And so I really felt that the universe was trying to tap me on the shoulder and yeah. get my attention. And so I had yeah. this idea of finding a spiritual center and, quote, unquote, getting closer to God. So when this acupuncturist mentioned, oh, I go to Agape, I thought, I've got to go to Agape. Right. And so I go to Agape, which is a, um, Agape is a, um, we say trans, trans-denominational um, spiritual center. It's you know, not just a Baptist or, or every, it's for everyone. It's for, it's for everyone. And oh. what's very unique about it um, in this country is that it's very, um, it's very uh, multicultural, very diverse. Okay. So, and we are going to go. Someone said, hey, I'm going to stop you a second. We're going to run to commercial mm -hmm. break. When we come back, I want you to tell me about the Agave Center. Tell the audience about it. Okay. Because I don't want to miss any of this and I don't want to cut you off too soon. Hey, you guys, her book is called Sacred Landscape of the Soul. If you're watching me on YouTube, I'm holding it up. It's aligning with the divine wherever you are. This is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity. And we will be back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yearout, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com.
want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerout. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Karen Brailsford. We are talking about her journey and her story. And Karen, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I didn't. I wanted to hear the whole thing. <laughs> so you went. You so you go to Agave, right? Now, when was this? How long ago did you go? This was a long time ago. I'm a little older than I look. So this was oh. in 1995. <laughs> you both girlfriends. <laughs> this, was, this was 1995. Okay. Um, and so I walked through the doors and I felt this sense of, wow, it's a very warm and embracing community. Mm-hmm. And so I sit down and um, it's so funny that you're asking me about this because I haven't actually shared this story uh, you know, the past several months in terms of talking about what happened. So I want to know, really- like, I'm interested because yeah. I'm connected to God, okay? And I have mm-hmm. my way of connecting and I have a story, but we all have a story. And you didn't yes, just write these. I mean, these are really, you guys, when I say these are inspirational, I get chills. That's how inspirational these really are. So what I want to know is how, you know, God obviously came through you. He used you as his messenger. And so that's why I'm so interested. And I think the audience is too on how did this happen? So yeah, continue, Mm. please. Mm, Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. And so at one point I was very inspired because the minister and founder of Agape, which is just celebrating its 34th anniversary. Um, uh, Reverend, uh, uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith was speaking and he and I had the sense that gosh this is kind of like um you know he is the the um the intonations and the power of a Baptist preacher but he was saying things that were very different very yeah. different he talked right. about oneness he talked about God being within within myself he talked about um not having to beseech or or beg for you know our prayers to be answered it was really about becoming an alignment with that which we seek because everything is already given. Um, And so um, that really was appealing. And so at one point during the service, um, we were all invited to stand up. And, and so I actually didn't want to stand up. (laughs) I felt a little timid for some reason. And then I heard this voice say, stand up, Karen. And so I stood up. Um, The voice came from within me. And I stood up and all of a sudden I was so emotional and I was just moving in a way that I'd never moved before in the ways that I had seen members of Fort Mott Baptist Church in the South Bronx move. And I remember I was aware of what I was doing, but it was almost as if I had no control over it. And I remember kind of like, you know, kind of like doing this really strange rhythmic dance and falling over and apologizing, saying, oh, I'm so sorry to the people in front of me. They're like, that's all right, baby. You just got the spirit. You got, yeah, you, um, got you got the spirit. And the funny thing about this is that at Agape, people don't really do that. <laughs> you know, at least I had not really witnessed that. So it's not that kind of like, you know, get the Holy Spirit in terms of what I had witnessed seeing people do it. So I really felt strange, but obviously this was something that was coming through me and wanted me to acknowledge it this way. So I call, I say it um, a lot Ah. because I think 
God is, um, you know, doesn't really have a sex. Um, Sometimes I talk about the feminine energy and say she, but I, I do like it. I call it source energy. Um, And so that was my, you know, I guess come to spirit moment, so to speak. Okay. Then when did you start receiving messages? Because these are very inspirational. When did they start? Like right afterwards? I would think, I would say um, the first pieces that I began to write um, for um, this publication, Inner Visions, that would have been 2009, which is, um, which was when I became licensed as a practitioner. I went through a, a four-year program in which I studied um, that Agape offers. And so I started writing the pieces then. But I think that the messages um, have always come. I didn't necessarily understand how they were coming or what was happening. Mm-hmm. But coming in this way in terms of being just a, um, being able to to just be open to receiving um, these words. And what's, I want to say, I, I am a little bit reluctant to use the word channel because I think channel has a certain connotation um, that sometimes I'm, no, I'm not quite sure that's the exact word, but for, for lack of a better word, that's probably yes. what happens. It just, you know, so I download, and I actually think that everyone receives messages. I well, think no, that um, you're, you're exactly right. And I don't mean to interrupt you. When I wrote my book, it's Wake okay. Up, the Universe is Speaking to You. And I talk about energy. Kind of, I have my mm-hmm. story too. And when I wrote my book, I would get the message of what I was supposed to write. And it was kind of weird because I didn't realize at first, but I would write something and then I'd find myself writing it again. And then I knew it wasn't really coming from me. It was coming from somewhere else. And I think that was my confirmation. Did you have something similar happen to you? Exactly, exactly. Because it was actually, we like to talk about the idea of co-creating with spirit um, Mm -hmm. at Agape, that we're co-creating something. And so the messages become, I would have in my idea experiences that I had, you know, some, you know, painful or, or, or very instructive or inspirational in my own life, personal experiences. But, um, so I'd be, I guess, in that place of remembering, um, or needing in that moment, something to come in and, and, and nurture me and comfort me. Right. Exactly. So I feel like the pieces are really, in a way, uh, the book is almost a diary, although it's not specific in terms of knowing what I was experiencing at that time. And so when I read the book now, I can remember like, oh, that piece came through because of this. And sometimes the pieces at the very top, I know that you talked about what was going on in the world. Um, And some of the pieces were addressing very specific things that were happening at the time, but I don't say this, you know, the specificness of it all, but that's Mm -hmm. what that was the inspiration for the pieces. I remember one piece I wrote, something atrocious that happened, you know, seemingly really atrocious and painful. Yeah. I can't even remember what it was just a couple of years ago. And so I knew my deadline to write this piece is such and such date, but spirit was like, just wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. And so days later, this piece came through in response to something that I had read in the newspaper that was happening in this country. Um, so it's a very universal the pieces are very universal. Mm-hmm. They're not about my life per se, but that was the inspiration and things that have been going on in the world. You are very in tune 
Um, do you stay in tune now through prayer, through meditation, through going to agave or how, how do you stay? Cause you are very in tune. I can tell, and you get your messages and you said, God said to wait. And that's so cool that you say that because I want the audience to understand that we do get messages and we need to pay attention to those messages. And so you've learned to pay attention. So you knew, even though you wanted to write it, you waited. Can you talk about that a little bit, address that, you know, as far as, you yes, know, yes, yes. Connected. Absolutely. My spiritual practice consists of meditation and prayer. I actually also journal. Yeah. Um, I dialogue with spirit in which, um, you know, I'm, I'm having a conversation with God per se. And that's how I like to journal when I actually write in my, in my diary, which actually consists of typing into my uh, iPhone in my the notes app. So that's how I, I, I communicate um, with spirit, with, again, which is indwelling. And so I do want to stress that everyone is always receiving messages. There's no way you can. It's also, it's about, because this presence, this energy is everywhere and it's part of everything and it's who we are. So I just feel that it's about tuning into how you best communicate. I think the, the greatest composers and songwriters, they are, you know, being open and receptive to these songs coming in, in which they kind of like grab them and bring them down and anchor them through their own personal unique ways of expressing. So um, that's, that's how, that's what I feel happens with, um, with my writing. I know it happens. Um, you know, you talked about the numbers. Right. I couldn't help but notice that when I signed in for this podcast, you know, for this interview that one, one, one was there as well. Oh, was it? <laughs> okay. And you know, it's funny yes, to talk about this and I'll share this with the audience. Um, you know, I see 11-11 all the time, and it's it's my confirmation that I am with, that God is with me, that I'm on the right path, and that's what we're talking about here. If you guys don't know what 11-11 means, it started happening for me, gosh, probably a couple of years ago. It was the weirdest thing, but it happens all the time, <laughs> so, and I pay attention to the numbers, just like you do. I love what you said about being a friend with God, and I want to bring that up. we got a couple minutes before we have to go to commercial break, but I just want to say that just recently, you know, somebody had said to me, you know, God wants you to be his friend and or her or the divine, you know, source, however you want to address. But the thing is, you can have a really good relationship with the divine. And I love how you talked about journaling and how you write. And I know what you do. You wait and you say, hey, God, I always say, hey, God, what do I need to know today when I'm doing my meditation? And then I wait and I listen to what my message is for that day. But I guess what I'm trying to say is we need to have a relationship like, um, he's our friend or she's our friend or, you know, the source is our friend instead of being afraid or fearful or feeling judged or something along those lines. If we can just realize that it's divine love that we're connecting with and this connection helps us if we pay attention. I just think that's what I'd like for people to understand more than anything that we have the ability to connect and be better people and be happier people if we do it, you know what I mean? Don't you think, Carrie? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. That's what I think. I can think with you more. <laughs> anyway, you guys, <laughs> I'm here today with Karen Brads for her book is Sacred Landscapes of the Soul. If you're watching me on YouTube, we can get this at Amazon, right, Karen? Yes, you can get this on Amazon and any other bookseller that you like to shop. Okay, and how do we find you? What if someone wants to get in contact with you? What's your contact information? 
Oh, uh, please go to my website, karenbrailsford.com. I have links to buy the book. I have all of my social uh, media connections. I have all kinds of writings on there, inspirational, creative, even my journalistic writings too. So it's a very um, colorful uh, uh, website. Okay, cool. And it's B-R-A-I-L-S-F-O-R-D, you guys, and it's K-A-R-E-N. All right, this is Nancy Urelt. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Hold your head up, the world is coming. Watch the colors lift your soul. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and this is High Road to Humanity. I'm here with Karen Brailsford today, and we're talking about her book, Sacred Landscapes of the Soul. We're talking about God and how she got into this um, business and how this book came about so how long how many years are in this book from 2009 oh, um, on the, or? the first pieces yeah the first pieces I would have written in 2009 and it was probably 2016 when I decided okay I'm gonna you know put these writings together right. and I still kept steadily writing more pieces and so I think I had like 85 in the beginning and okay. then I realized oh my goodness I'm almost at that 111th mark so that's where I realized this is what the book is meant to be so again I was co-creating with spirit over all of those years um sacred landscapes of the soul with no idea that this is how it was going to end up how funny no no everything came together in terms of the publisher um what I love about the book besides the writing is that the art there's beautiful photography yes, and I think yes. aesthetically yes. it's really yes. beautiful and it's colorful it is exactly it is. um and um which makes sense I actually paint um oh, yes. and so and so that was really um wonderful when it came together because I think it wouldn't have been as powerful or immersive um, if it weren't for the color and the beautiful art. Um, right. You picked up the book just now in a way that um, lots of uh, readers have told me they pick it up, they flip through it, 
and they land exactly where they need yes. to be. Yes. Um, and so I'm getting texts from different people and, and emails, you know, testimonials saying, oh my goodness, I opened the book and I was thinking about X and then I opened the book and there was the answer. So that's just so fun for me energetically because I think that's exactly how the book is meant to be read and to be treasured. I think that's wonderful. So you've had wonderful reviews, I'm sure, from it. That is fantastic. Talk about your art. You're an artist. Have you always been an artist? Have you always painted? Well, I do believe that we're all artists <laughs> as human beings, that we're all that we're all artists, whether you're creating a painting or a song or or, or a, a, a life, a child, or your own life, right? Your own life we're creating. We're, we're creating, always yes. creating. But yes, I do. Um, I, I do paint. Um, again, the first class that I took as an adult, I, I grew up painting and, um, okay. you know, in high school, won the art prize at my school. Um, oh, but okay. I put it away for whatever reason. And um, I started it up again with a, in a course called Painting with Spirit. And the idea for me was that I did not want to um, be in my head about spirit. I had been having a wonderful time connecting with, with, with the universe, with God in my own way. And then I got that message, that, that directive to take classes at Agape and study. And I just thought, oh boy, if I'm going to have to get in my head, that's how I saw it, about these things that I had been doing organically. Get I want to do something for yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wanted to do something freeing. And so the painting um, is a very liberating way because instead of taking, um, you know, still life or person and sketching them, I'm playing on the canvas with paints and then images emerge. Um, oh, cool. Figures emerge, um, you know, spirits and sprites emerge in the in the painting. So that's um, what I do with the painting. It's a it's a freeing, um, liberating practice it's a spiritual practice you talked about my different practices I would right. say that that's a practice in and of that's itself awesome. now you've had a show your paintings have been shown yes 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 um talk about that right I, about yourself now. <laughs> <laughs> I was part of a group um called fusion art and we um would show um around California and I coordinated um some of the exhibits at, at one point in time so painting and uh, writing and knitting. I do believe that we're meant to be Renaissance beings, that we're all meant to, um, to create, that it's actually, uh, that's, that's, what, um, that's what spirit is, right? It's just creative agent, it's creative um, right. being right. and presence. And um, I, love, I love finding different modalities of expression so I'm curious to see what I'll be doing next I have no idea I was just <laughs> at one point I was knitting in the future so. but I will ask you this you know um and I'm going to get down to um your feelings on the future of humanity because we're we're getting to the end here of 2020 it's been a tough year you're in Los Angeles um how are things out there with the COVID what's the situation I always like to ask my guests every week what's happening mm, mm. what's happening around you it's really yeah it's been a really sobering time as you know it's interesting that you began at the top of our discussion your introduction I know that you talked about the news and what was happening in the news and mm -hmm. what came up for me then is one thing that everything is so divinely orchestrated because for some reason I watch a snippet of CNN before I signed on to 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 uh, 
to talk with you. And I was actually thinking, oh, I should actually be in prayer and meditation in terms of preparing for our interview. But for some reason, I actually was watching the news. So how funny that you, how synchronistic that that's how you begin. And so what came up for me when I was listening to you is the idea that two different things are happening. One, your first, the first story you talked about was about the, um, the monies that finally are coming through. And what COVID, what the pandemic has revealed is just, how much need there is, how much need there is and how fragile um, society society is and how right. fragile paycheck to paycheck. the world is. Yeah. Exactly, people, so many people are living paycheck to paycheck. And so the pandemic has revealed these, really, I'm gonna say abhorrent inequalities that exist right. in our society. And right. so I think knowledge is awareness. And then secondly, you segued into a story about this do-gooder story, you know, about people um, coming together and supporting this gentleman. And I think that's also happening right now, right. that there's healing happening, that so many people are, you know, diving deeply into love and, and to the idea of being generous and caring for one another and supporting one another. So that's happening as well. That's happening as well. I agree. Well, and I think, and I say this on my show a lot, so my listeners hear it from me, but I really believe that this COVID was meant for us to stay at home and go within and realize what's important in life. And it's not the material things that we have because you can't take it with you, you know, and we all have an expiration Mm -hmm. date. We're only here for a certain amount of time. And what we do here makes a difference, whether people believe it or not, energetically, it does. I believe that we are trying to raise our consciousness and you can tell me your feelings on this. I believe we're raising our consciousness so that we can go back up with the divine because if our vibration is not high enough, we won't be able to be absorbed back into that oneness. And that's what we're talking about here is raising the vibration. What do you think? I think definitely that healing is happening now that regardless of appearances, regardless of, um, what it looks like, you know, there's been a lot of um, suffering. There's been a lot of pain. There's been a lot of um, uh, battling, um, you know, in terms of racial, you know, issues that have come to the forefront. But ultimately, I think um, for those who are seeking to, are seeking to help co-create a better world, that it is important that we dive deep, that we go within, that we align with, the presence that line with love and align with generosity and align with compassion to, to raise the consciousness of everyone around us to inspire. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're all the same and that's the thing. Energetically, we're all the same. And that, I guess the biggest thing that I, that I would like to see in society is for people to look on the inside instead of on the outside that's what's important it's that's where the treasure lies our soul and our goodness and our real essence is inside and we're just in these bodies for a certain amount of time but I just you know if we can just be kind to each other I just really feel like if we can go back to how it used to be I'm really big on now you get me started here Karen but I'm really big on (laughs) um respect And, you know, it used to be your name really meant a lot and a handshake meant something and people had integrity 
and people had morals and values. And I grew up like that. So see, I'm aging myself too, right here, Karen. But I'll tell you, <laughs> those things are what makes us a, um, a society, you know, that if we respect each other, that's what makes us civilized. That's what keeps us, you know what I mean? And those are the things that I would like to see come back are, you know, respect mm-hmm. for each other. That type well, as you thing. speak, the word that comes up for me is namaste, which basically is that, you know, the spirit within me honors the spirit within you. There you go. Exactly. And I think that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, very well said. Very well said. Okay, we're getting ready to go to commercial break. Hey, you guys, I'm here today with Karen Brailsford. Her book is Sacred Landscapes of the Soul. You have to check this out. This is so nice because you're exactly right. You can just open it up and you get a really good inspirational. Um, Let me just tell you a couple before we go to commercial break. I'll read a couple of these. Faith of our fathers and mothers, she says. Fearless love. I like that. We are the light, which we are. When your soul says yes, these are just beautiful. The answer. I mean, you guys, it's a beautiful book and it's beautifully written. So you got to check it out. This is Nancy Yerrell. This is High Road to Humanity, you guys. And we will be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better? To create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use, and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio. 
Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on iTunes and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, it's Nancy Urell. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Karen. Karen's in Los Angeles, and she's talking to us about God and her spiritual journey. Um, what you got planned for the future, Karen? Hmm. What do I have planned for the future? Well, I'm going to to do what I'm doing, (laughs) which is to create and to express and co-create with spirit, whatever it is that it wants to bring through me. Um, I've been, I'm always writing, so I am continuing to write um, um, fun personal essays. um, And I am also what I really want to do, what I really wanted to is just to be present with what is. Um, That's also been an invitation during this pandemic. It's hard, Karen, to be, I have, I mean, I work on it every single day. Uh, Is it, (laughs) are you, I'm just not there. I mean, I do, I have to really make a conscious effort every day to be present. I'm always, you know, it's something I'm constantly working on. I think a lot of us, um, is it difficult for you or is it easier for you at this point? Have you worked on it for a while? Being um, I think, you know, this, this pandemic has made it easier in some ways for me because I don't really have a choice but to be present with what is. Yeah. I've realized during, um, during uh, what's happening right now that I'm much more pragmatic than I realized I was. So okay. that's, it's been interesting to witness myself at this time. Like I'm very pragmatic. And so I, I realized that I'm not very much into as um, this word that I think uh, uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith at Agape uses, futurizing. I'm not saying, you know, okay, I'm going to, when this happens, when that happens, I'm like, where am I right here, right now? Okay, and being cool. grateful in the presence. That's the key practice, I think, of, of, um, of becoming to center is just to be grateful for what's happening in one moment, finding something to be grateful, even if it's just opening your eyes in the morning and saying, wow, I'm here. I'm here now. And so trusting. Well, trusting. Yeah. You have to trust. You have to have faith and it's hard to have faith in something you can't see, but that's a, that's a big thing. Once you have faith and and things seem to kind of roll is, is the way that I've always experienced it. Um, I want to bring up, you're a mom. How many children do you have? Do I have one daughter. You have one daughter. I did not know who your daughter was. I just was all excited to have you on my show. And my daughter said, oh, do you know her, her daughter? Talk about your daughter. I didn't realize that you have such a famous <laughs> My daughter daughter. is Amanda Stenberg. And um, she's an actress and yes. an activist. And um the word Amanla means power in Zulu and Hosa. Um, and so I do feel that, you know, uh, she was named, <laughs> properly named, because she's this dynamic, powerful spirit. And she, um, I guess, became part of the public consciousness because she played Rue in the Hunger Games. That was her right. uh, breakout role when she was, gosh, 12 years old. And so she's now 22, believe it or oh, not. Oh, she's 22. Um, okay. So, right. 
Yes. And so she's, I think that she's the, uh, she's my heart out in the world, you know, the embodiment of my heart in the world. And I dedicate the book in the acknowledgements to a number of individuals and I conclude with her and I, and I say that I'm very grateful to her for the fact that she chose me to be um, her oh, mom. Wow. Oh, wow. And I literally sang her into existence because when I gave birth to her, I was singing, I was singing oh. that song. Um, yes, yeah, spirit came through me and I was singing, bringing in the sheaves, which is a hymn that I grew up singing as a child. And so that's what came to me while I was on the table. And I'm sure my, um, you know, my obstetrician was just thinking, okay, it must be, you know, the drugs, but I know that it wasn't the drugs. It was God <laughs> speaking through me. That is amazing. Thank you for telling me that. Well, what I was going to say to you is I was a single mom for a long time and um, I have two wonderful daughters and I'm at my oldest daughter's house right now. And when she brought mm -hmm. up, my daughter brought up your daughter today, I wanted to say, wow, you know, you did a great job and you should be commended for raising such a wonderful child because she's been uh, a role model for a lot of teens and young teens and young adults. So that's amazing. Hmm. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Sometimes I, when people say that to me, I always go, yes, but, and the yes, but is that I really oh. do think that she chose <laughs> me and um, you know, that I, you know, I'm benefiting. I think I posted once I had, she and um, Michael, uh, Bernard Beck with the um, founder and spiritual director of Agape ran into each other at an event in Hollywood uh, once and I was elsewhere and I happened to see this photograph come up and so I wrote a post saying oh when you're two gurus <laughs> run into one another so I yeah. see her as my guru spiritual guru and I see uh, Michael Bernard Beck with as one of my my gurus and I use that word lightly because I really do think that you know, we're our own gurus that we're here to kind of uh, find our own way with spirit. Um, so the idea, it's kind of a joke that they're my gurus, but in a way it's probably true. So, well, you're really inspirational and this book is really inspirational and you're inspirational per per person. Do you do speaking? Do you go out and speak? Do you speak at the Agave or do you teach or what? Um, I have spoken at Agave. It's funny. I just wrote a piece about that experience, which I can't say more about. Um, it, it harkens back to a, um, a, um, a Good Friday service that I ended up speaking at. Okay. Gosh, some four years ago. Okay. Um, but um, I am beginning to do some public speaking and I'm going to be speaking at a spiritual center um, in Asheville, North Carolina um, in February on Valentine's Day, as oh, it wow. as it turns out. Um, and so I'm beginning to do that. I've been speaking a lot about the book. Um, with individuals. I even spoke with Jenny McCarthy. Oh, um, wow. Which was a lot of fun. Oh, cool. I bet she was fun to talk to. Awesome. awesome. She's really fun and deeply spiritual. So that was really interesting. It was very, very delightful. So You're I've been surprised. meeting with folks and meeting with folks. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of fun just to, um, just to connect, you know, to have a namaste moment. I, I've made a point of saying that when I was a journalist, I was aware that what I was doing in my interviews when I would sit down with someone was basically having a spiritual, um, you know, um, experience with them as they would share about their life. So I love doing that. So it's been fun for me to shift from the journalism into being a spiritual practitioner or a spiritual guy, because I do feel like at the core, it's, it's one in the same. 
Okay. I do have another question for you. And I was curious as I was reading your bio and reading your book, and I knew you channeled for all this information. You know, I'm very psychic, very intuitive, and I connect with the divine. I would imagine that you're very psychic as well. Is that right? I would say so, yes. Okay. I, I, I assumed. I know things. Sometimes like, I'm more of an empath where I know things. Sometimes where I don't want to know things. But I assume that you would have. <laughs> but over the years, the more work you've done, and of course, if you're channeling this and you're journaling this, you would have to have become more intuitive about things. Mm. Yes. You know, it's funny because I do think, um, I do believe that we're all intuitive that oh, way, yeah. but sometimes we're willing to see it or not see it or we're willing to like delve into it and that we each have our, our um, way of being with it. Like I was always aware, when I became aware that I could actually connect with spirits per se or individuals who had transitioned, mm-hmm. that's not my journey. That's not my path mm-hmm. to do that, but I'm aware that I'm able to do that. I like the idea of writing and really connecting with that deep inner power or knower. Um, and I love the way that um, spirit, as I say, or the universe is always winking its eye. <laughs> I remember having this experience before I became quote unquote spiritual, before I knew what was happening in which I was at work years and years ago, I came in from lunch. And then I started singing on the sunny side of the street spontaneously and then my colleague was like why are you singing that song and I'm like I don't know it just came to me and she said I just saw a woman on the street she's homeless and she was singing that song and I was aware that that just meant that we're all one that there's this energy we're tapping into it all the time and I had no idea I just started singing that song and so I think that everyone experiences that kind of thing um but are you able or ready to hear the connection? And so I'm hoping, and I, you know, I think the reason why um, I wrote this book is that I think it's accessible for everyone, this kind of connection. And so alignment, alignment, alignment. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. I really, I know it was so great to see you and how perfect your name is year out because here we are December (laughs) 22nd. I I connected with that. I connected with that. Oh, okay. Universe, you're being very literal with me. (laughs) This is my final interview of the year. Um, I just thought that was very cute too. Thank you for winking at universe. (laughs) That was your sign. See, guys, pay attention to the sign. That was yet another sign. (laughs) I love it. Karen, thanks. You guys, her book is Sacred Landscapes of the Soul. Tell everybody again how they can get in touch with you if they would like to. Yes, KarenBrailsford.com. And I'd love to for you to go into the website, um, look at the book. There's lots of their excerpts from the book, some of the epigraphs and the peak speaks. And I I worked hard on that website. It's another, it's another uh, way of creating that I uh, came up with because I built it myself. And I think it's very um, chock full of inspiration and fun things just to look at. Cool. You put your heart and soul into it. All right, cool. I Can did. We- I did. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. I truly have enjoyed your book and I know the audience will too. And you guys, this is Nancy Yearout. Until next time, this is High Road to Humanity and we will see you next week. Everybody take care and have a good holiday and stay safe. Take care. Bye. Keep the motion. Can achieve your goal. Let's hit the high road. 
Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. Wish you can achieve your goal.